yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is that a cat? Yeah, it's cracker. Kitty Petters Union. Kitty Petters Union. We get to show a Kitty Petters Union. We got to record the cat. The cat's got to be on air when we record. That is a nice, beautiful, big cat. His name is Cracker. (laughs) Black cat named Cracker. We actually have four cats. (laughs) I thought that's who she was trying to allude to. (laughs) Yeah. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macrow. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Welcome to Meet the Pressers. My name is Clint Macro, and this is my co-host, Matt Mallory. And we have a very special guest tonight, Carrie Sloan. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com, Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, ASP, Sabre Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ms. Sloan? I know we just recently met. We just became friends on the internet, which, uh, which I'm glad to have met you and hear your speech at the Second Amendment rally, which was phenomenal. So uh, tell us a little bit more about your background, uh, you know, where you're from, what really got you into firearms, and uh, you know, what's, your, what's your passion? Well, thanks a lot. And, you know, since we are friends on Instagram now, that like, aren't we like BFFs, right? Because that's the way that goes, right? We're automatically BFFs on, on there. So, you know, I uh, don't be hating. Somebody's, somebody's jealous over there in the corner. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not, let me, let me preface this. Uh, I'm, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, any opportunity I have to uh, uh, have this voice heard, because I, I, I tend to bring a little bit more of a unique uh, conversation to, to gun rights. Uh, and ultimately the right to bear arms, which is not just guns. And, and for me, it is truly about the passion of, of what, what I'm doing with this. Um, you know, cause if I wanted to be, you know, Instagram famous, I'd just put a cat with a rifle on the internet and that would be it. <laughs> so uh, it's really more about my mission, which is, uh, last year I, um, so I live in Washington state and I, uh, I um, spoke out uh, about, I'm sure if, if you're gun people at all listening to this, and I would assume that you are, not that I should make assumptions, but um, you're familiar with uh, Initiative 1639 here in Washington State because it made national news, it uh, passed significantly, and it is considered one of the strictest gun control laws in the country that was written. Well, in that law, of the many, many things that were in that law that I could go in, and we would need much more than 30 minutes to discuss, uh, the, the one that, that really concerned me the most was the section of it that talks about the background checks. Now, when you make a purchase uh, of a firearm in Washington State, it's an automatic waiver of your medical record uh, mm. for, yeah, exactly. So for the, the they to uh, um, do a background check on, on, on you, um, and, and by background check, I mean your mental health. Right. Uh, record. And there's no, you know, people are sometimes they, they lose track of the fact that it's not how a law is written. It's how it's not written. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is actually, a, exactly. It's how it's a bigger threat to, to our, our constitutional rights or, you know, just human rights in general. And because there's no criteria or structure in how that, that is written, it's the, the ability to, to search through your medical records is completely arbitrary and based on they, the medical health authority of what, whoever that is, right? right. Um, 
so they can go back as far as they want to look. They can look at anything. There's no criteria for what they will approve or deny. It's, you know, it's, it's literally yeah, based on, on, right. So uh, I am a domestic violence survivor um, who, is, who has always been um, a pretty hardline constitutionalist, and particularly for the Second Amendment and, um, and the right to bear arms and, and the right of self-defense. And uh, uh, that understanding how, as a domestic violence survivor, doing what I was supposed to do, which was get uh, the medical, the health care, the mental health care that I needed, I have PTSD on my medical record now. Mm-hmm. Well, PTSD, as we know in, in the, the quote-unquote gun culture, is, is a hot button yep. uh, term and mental health issue for gun, uh, for red flag laws and gun confiscation and or denial of purchase of a firearm. So my now, I think it's, it was in 2006. So what, 13 years ago was my diagnosis, but there's no criteria saying how far back they're going to look. Right. You know, I went through the treatment, um, to, to get, to get the treatment I needed. But you know, at this point I just recently was able to purchase a rifle, but that doesn't mean that my next one can't be, you know, denied. Because there, there is no, there is no criteria. Now, granted, the, the more it goes on, the less. But then, yeah, I mean, they can still deny it. But then I'm in a position to have to challenge it, right? So I'm still right. under, under the thing. Um, you know, medications. Um, you know, uh, depression, anxiety. There's all of these things that yeah. that uh, can negatively impact the purchase, uh, which then, of course, roll into red flag laws, which mm-hmm. is a whole other issue with how that works and stuff. Um, and uh, my daughter's female. So uh, it, it, that's, that's another concern on, on top of all that. So uh, we're sitting in a situation now where uh, not only with this law here in Washington State, but what is brought to the, to the conversation about ERPO, um, extreme risk protection orders, for those of you not familiar, that's like the, the, the technical fancy term, the legal term for red flag laws. Um, there's a lot of issues that are very concerning for me as a domestic violence, uh, survivor for other domestic violence victims, uh, and survivors, um, who may still be in their situation or are just trying to get out, um, where they can have the firearms or, you know, in Washington state, if there's a domestic disturbance call, regardless of who it's from and regardless of what the outcome of the call is, uh, all firearms are removed from the home. So regardless of who the owner is, so that's a problem. Um, that's, that's putting domestic violence, uh, survivors and victims in a position to not be able to be armed when they need to be. Uh, and that's a concern. Um, other concerns is that those types of laws will be used against domestic violence survivors or victims. Uh, you know, it's the leverage tool. You know, if you try to leave me, I'm going to call you in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a thing. Yep. Um, but, and, and I could go on with many other reasons, but one of them that, that for me is a big concern. And I've actually spoken with Michael Sedini from Walk the Talk America about this because it's a concern is now we're also sitting in a position where, um, victims may not go get the health care that they need, right. mental health care that they need for right. fear of having something on their records to be denied. You know, I, since my episode, I suffer from severe uh, insomnia and I can't take, uh, you know, Ambien, you know, because a lot of those or similar types of medications mm-hmm. because they're often classified as under the antidepressant category or, or whatever. Right. So it, it's, it's, that's putting putting people at risk, um, and that concerns me concerns me greatly. So I spoke out about that last year, and several people tagged Colin Noir, 
in the post and a year later I'm speaking in Washington DC about the dangers of, of uh, gun control on, on domestic mm-hmm. violence victims. The reason that I, I made that, that, that ascension, I think so quickly is because nobody is talking about this. I mean, right. we had a lot of amazing speakers on that stage uh, but not one, you know, we talked about women or this or that, but not one single person talked about specifically about domestic violence mm-hmm. uh, and, and those issues. And, and while I brought forward people that are domestic violence uh, victims and, and sharing their stories, particularly men, which is interesting. And I'm yeah. super blessed to feel that I've given that lane to men. I mean, that's a big deal to me um, that uh, that they can feel that they're coming out about their abuse because one in seven men are abused. Um <laughs> One in one in three to four women, depending on the study, and, and one in seven men, um, that that have given them that lane, you know, to be able to speak in. But nobody's actually still taking that advocacy torch at, mm-hmm. at that, you know, and speaking on it very vocally. And 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 I get it. Why? I mean, some of some people will tell me, "Yeah, I'll share my story with you," and then they never do. And some of it's because they legitimately are still in hiding and mm-hmm. can't, or they're afraid. Or some of yeah. it is just it's just too, you know. I mean, you heard my speech. I mean, some of it is just too emotional, uh, you know, to to talk about. And for me, it wasn't the actual act, right. In the speech that was, you know, telling you the details I've had to go through that so many times, but it's actually the gravity of knowing the responsibility that sits on me now, uh, to be able to be this voice and, and to make sure that, that voice is, is heard and heard properly. It takes a lot of courage. So Thank def- you. definitely commend you for that. Thanks. So we, the female was actually started, um, as my retirement plan, uh, at 50 and, um, was uh, something I, I, had, I had already planned to do is, is outreach for women um, in, in some capacity. I, I just didn't know what it necessarily looked like at that point. I knew I wanted to work with domestic violence uh, victims in some way. And it, it, it actually, originally, my, my thought was I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and, and real estate uh, investor is my, was, was <laughs> my day job. Part of it, well, I guess it's still kind of there. I mean, I, I still have that. But um, I, uh, I, I thought, you know, maybe I'll give microloans to women who successfully go through transition programs or whatever. And this was kind of where I was going with it. And then I, I began to realize even before I spoke out against 1639, when I started, cause I started grassroots trying to fight against this in my state before everything blew up, um, that there was a need to, to educate women and how not to be victims to begin with. Right. So mm-hmm. what does that look like? You know, how do we, how do we, you know, what I, I throw this number out there, not that there's some solid statistic, but the re- reality is probably 95%, if not more of situations that we would need to be able to, that we would have to be able to use a, a, a defense, self-defense tool, whether it be a gun, a knife or, or whatever, uh, chances are you could probably get yourself out of them by paying attention with defensive mindset and situational awareness. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, the female actually teaches that. And we go into different states and we teach these classes, which the benefit is that it, for most states, if you add whatever the individual state's laws are regarding gun laws, it ends up working as a CCW class, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Along with that reinforcement of let's not use it to begin with if we don't have to. But along with that, um, we kind of cover what your, what options before, you know, what the pros and cons of each option is for uh, self-defense. along with your rights and responsibilities, particularly around gun use, uh, you know, firearms, if you have to execute that. Um, because to me, it's not, I, I absolutely am a shall not be infringed person and there's no shall not be infringed, but I mean, you, we should not be infringed. I do understand, however, 
they're going to infringe regardless. So we need to be proactive in the gun culture and as gun owners, even in, and including those individuals that are not in gun culture, right? Because a lot of people in the gun culture forget that the majority of gun owners are not in the gun community or gun sure. culture. I mean, sure. I was a gun, I owned guns prior. I didn't know there was a culture until a year ago. I'm like, holy crap, like there's a whole <laughs> world of these people that think like this. And, and y'all yeah. are like, some of y'all are like, woohoo, man. They're different. Like Listen, they, may, they shower with their gun. They sleep with their gun. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> Not only have I become advocate, you know, for domestic violence uh, victims to be able to have the right to choose how they are, uh, defend themselves. And to not have their their ability to own a gun infringed upon because of a mental health issue, but I've also found myself inadvertently uh, an advocate kind of within the culture itself to kind of be like, "Yo, we kind of need to stop yeah, calling names and and get get in the lanes of you know to bring these lanes together." I'm like, we're all going in the same direction on the highway, mm-hmm. right? Why are some of y'all trying to do U-turns? <laughs> you know, that was you know, the whole, that was the whole point of my organization, the Trigger Pressers Union. It, it doesn't matter yeah. what you're given usage of a firearm is what your background right. is if you use a firearm for legal and righteous purpose then we need to support everyone else because we all press triggers exactly and i and i love that and i love that concept because it doesn't matter i'm you know being a hardline constitutionalist i am i despise greatly uh political parties and i mean even libertarian mm-hmm. like i'm not even libertarian you know i mean i just you know our founding fathers did not intend for us to have political parties and, I agree. and, and we are set up to not have political parties that was the whole point Yep. And, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm big on the, no, 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 we need to get off that. And, and people need to understand that liberal and conservative do not mean Democrat and re- you can have liberal Republicans. Mm-hmm. You can have conservative Democrats, like they, they're not mutually exclusive. So, uh, we need to stop that partisanship stuff. And, and that's a big one. And, and one of the big things I like to say this, you know, and, and put this out there, because I think one of the things that's frustrating is like that, that one of the things that was glorious about that rally was that we literally saw that, right? Everybody of all these different walks of life came together. Yep. Everybody put not only their political uh, and partisanship, you know, attitudes to the side, but also like, you know, the individuals that had issues with each, you know, there was, I did not know that yeah. there were people that were on that stage that were not fans Some, of each other. Right. And everybody put it to the side and it was cool, right? I mean, that was amazing. And so my point with this, and I, I tell people all the time, particularly in my life, I do a lot of live streaming and stuff, is look, we say these things, but then some of y'all, and, and I've got to call out the conservative, you know, Republicans on this, they, they tend to be the worst, typically, uh, is you guys come in and you leave these comments like, well, that effing libtard and, you know, yeah. these stinking, mm-hmm. you know, snowflakes. I'm like, so it's not standing on the stage and saying that you believe we should all stand together. Yeah. It's when you decide you're behind your keyboard and nobody can see who you are and you're making that comment that that liberal snowflake sees sees that and they, you know, they may be following me because I've given them that lane to feel comfortable to say, hey, she accepts me even though I may not agree completely with her. Right. But she's going to support my right to uh, the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. But then they see that and now they're reluctant to to come forward. So I I think it's really important that we understand that as gun people who we do, the, the culture tends to, to, to pull conservative. I mean, I think that's safe to say, mm-hmm. uh, but we need to understand that we are just as accountable for the language that we use as conservatives, as the liberal, you know, everybody, you know, sure. blames liberal. and they, they can tend to get a little inflamed. I mean, I, I'm not denying that and they can be buttholes too, but, but conservatives get a little bit of a self-righteous attitude when they're leaving yeah. those comments. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are literally inhibiting those people and you, we're going to need those people. Yeah, I was just going to say that, 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 that part of that demographic, part of that, 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 pie if you will has to come from the other side right. that without that it's it's 
going to be split down the middle or, or a little bit one way or the other. You got to keep, right. like in law enforcement, we say you got to keep 51% control. If you don't have 51% control of the situation, then you're losing. And you've yep. got a lot of tools on your belt that they can get access to. And that's not a losing battle you want. So, you know, if exactly. we, in order to win the Second Amendment battle, we, we have to come together on an even ground and talk about that and put the other things aside so that we, we can keep our right to bear arms, our, our right to defend ourselves from... Yeah from bad guys and from a tyrannical government. Hi, I'm Grant Gallagher from Scotshot in New Jersey. I'm the co-administrator of National Trina Teacher Day, and you're watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. We have this whole package of rights that's guaranteed to us, you know, so right. you are an American. If you're, in a if you're a citizen, you're American. You have rights that are available to you, and you should exercise them and enjoy them. You know, they wrote the Bill of Rights three years after the Constitution. Well, it took three, it was three years before it was ratified. Mm -hmm. uh, before, because they had to go out to all the states and everybody's in there pissing, blah, 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 what does it say, mm -hmm. right? There was a reason that they placed number one, number one. And there's a reason they placed number two, number two. And, and the joke in our house is that the ugly stepchild is number three, right? That, uh, you know, and a lot of people don't even know what that is. But um, mm -hmm. they're, they're, when, they, when they executed, when, when before America was America, we had Second Amendment. And the reason we have Second Amendment uh, is because they, they, they took our arms and number three happened because of that. Right. And, they, right. and you had these, mm -hmm. these soldiers taking over, literally taking our land and our homes and our, and everything. So people like that would never happen. I'm like, but there's a reason it's yeah. three and you absolutely, it seems we're very detached from that now, but right. you bet your sweet ass that yep. it would happen yep. if that's the case. And, and even if it's in the metaphoric of the state will take your property, right? I mean, because there's, right, it may not be like a soldier or quartering a soldier specifically, but but I think that that would extend to any sort of state taking em your Eminent domain. Property. Eminent domain, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I kind of geek out about that, about that kind of stuff and, and, and understanding the, the, the multiple layers and facets of why it's important to understand all of, of the amendments and, and why they were placed where they were placed. That's a good, that's a rabbit hole I like to go down quite often. Oh, I could go on for hours about that. Like, it's my favorite thing. And I'm reading a really cool book about it right now about like the women's impact on it. And, and people would be blown away because we, women actually pushed, see, you guys got me started. Women pushed the, women were the impetus for actually us going into war and people don't realize that and, uh, because, you know, everybody thinks it was a tea party and then the shot heard around the world. Yeah, but it was actually women who um, stopped buying the goods, right? We stopped buying the tea. We started making our own fabric. We, we put the economic squeeze Hmm. on England. And this book I'm reading now, which is a really cool book, I'll, it's called uh, Revolutionary Mothers. And it um, actually, there's, there's uh, transcripts of letters in there from Englishmen writing back to their loyalist family members in, 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 the, in, the, in the colonies uh, saying, you know, or do women have, have a voice in Congress now, right? Because women became very effective propagandists at this point, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. even sometimes anonymously. But the cool part, this is one of my favorite things, is this letter in particular, um, he, this guy says, uh, so essentially, I'm going to paraphrase it. If, if we're this scared of the men and these women get involved, we're in deep shit. I mean, that's basically what, that's basically what this letter from this Englishman says. Is he's like, man, if we fear the men, the women are in trouble. And he like refers to them as like these Amazonian kind of, it's, it's pretty right. cool, actually. They use domestic violence victims as, as a pawn for gun control. Yep. So, and, and, and I think it's safe to say that while there are men and, and they, right. Uh, I, because I'm very inclusive about that, um, th that are also affected by domestic violence. It's, it's the primary marketed anti-gun message is, is at women, right. 
So they're literally using women and oppressing women's voice and perpetuating and encouraging victimhood and victimization and dependency on the state. Why is that? Mm -hmm. It's because they know that we have that much power to speak out and that, you know, when I say the future of the second amendment is in women's hands, that's legitimate. And if we can, we can literally go back to the founding of this country. Now and we have proof that men were scared of women speaking up and stepping up. And I'm in the process of writing a whole thing about this. And my husband's like, you should write a book. And I'm like, maybe I will. So, cause there's, there's connections there that people aren't making. Definitely and, should. uh, but I'm, I'm working on an article now about that, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm convinced now that the, the, these uh, people, and I, I won't just say Democrats because while they are the Democratic Party um, is typically more guilty of it, there make no mistake. There's Republicans out there that are full support. Dan oh. Crenshaw, I'm talking to you, Lindsey Graham, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, you know, Trump-ish, like depending on the day. Um, you know, like y'all are y'all are using women, like y'all are oppressing women, and that's not cool. And if I have my way, I'm going to piss them off enough and make them realize that you're using them for your agenda. I'm Laura Parks, Marketing and Membership Manager for the National Muzzleloading Rifle Association here in beautiful Friendship, Indiana. And today you're watching Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. Meet the Pressers. I like to teach feminism. I really like to use uh, colonial women through history. Abigail Adams being my favorite. My everyday carry firearm is named mm-hmm. after her. And um, because she was probably, arguably, America's first feminist, she was darkly at the time called Mrs. President, because she had so much influence over John Adams and and the impact that she had about uh, making sure that women were given as much rights as they could for the time and the culture that, right. that it was in. Yeah, yeah. Push so. push the envelope. Yeah, she did. She did, and in, in, in her own way, and and talked. I mean, even in letters to her, not just John, right? Everybody. Most of the history we have of 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 uh, our American revolution is actually in the letters that she and John wrote back and right. forth to each other, which is, right. I'm, I'm grateful we have those, uh, again, a woman <laughs> that did that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, she, um, she, even letters to her nieces and, and, uh, and things about, you know, how she just doesn't think that it's proper that a woman should be treated differently because of her sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so she was, she was quite the, quite the progressive thinker for 200 and, you know, something years ago. So. You need right. to understand the multiple layers of why everything happened right. the way it did with American history to understand and value the right to bear arms, not just guns, but the right to bear arms, any and all means necessary of self-defense of yourself, your family, your property, and uh, your communities against tyrannical government. And, and that's, that is, that's, you need to understand where we came from to get to where we are. Very well said. Thank you. Well, tell us your tell us your website or how people can get in touch with you and follow you and do all that stuff. So, wethefemale.net is uh, where you can find me, and you can actually, if you do a thirty five dollars donation over there, I send you one of our t shirts, and uh, they're they're cool because I'm really t shirty snob. I I'm, I was in the fashion and beauty industry before this, so I uh, I'm very particular about yeah. I own a day spa, nice. so I still still do yeah. So um, that's that's a big thing. Um, other than I do have some YouTube. It clearly it's obviously not my lane uh my primary lane where i went where everything got shared is, is instagram uh, it's the letters yes. and shotguns it's my personal yeah. that was my personal account that became a brand accidentally that's what mine did intention psned was the same way my instagram was just personal and then i'm like eh, turn it into the business one yeah and it, it, mine just evolved that way like i've got a patch coming out i'll send you guys one i'm super excited cool that's really cool coming. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's become a brand and, and, and with the ability to monetize everything that I do through that, through the 100% of anything that goes through that goes to, um, we, the female, which is a 501 C three. So any donations that are made to it, go there. There is a GoFundMe for it and a Patreon as well. Um, that, that people can donate to. Um, but I did just partner with Brown Elves. Nice. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the Brown Elves stuff on you when you're, uh, yep. Shirt the other day, hat today. Yeah, so Brownells, uh, Brownells um, has partnered with me, and uh, so for those of you that will be listening to this here in the next week or so, uh, Brownells has uh, just generously donated um, a, a, a sporting scope from Loophold, and yeah, and a Trigicon RMR uh, green dot for me to raffle off for donate for when you donate to We the Female. So that's going to be coming. Ooh. Yeah, and this is a long term thing, so this is something we're going to be working on together. Um, so, but those are places that you can find me and interact with me. I'm, I'm pretty good about returning most messages, uh, on Facebook. Isn't my best Facebook messenger, but the DMS on Instagram, I, I tend to, I do, I try my best to, to get that out there. Um, and that's probably going to be the best way to contact me. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. And if we can be of any service or, or help you with your getting your message out there, please don't hesitate to call upon us. Have a great night. All right. Good night. Thanks. You as well. Bye. We have a lot of sponsors that made this show possible. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com, Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, ASP, Sabre Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. This is my new Lee Armory, a classic AK, and this will be the first 20 rounds I ever shoot through it. Nike goes boom. Swish goes boom. Getting it ready. The swoosh is what's going to go boom. Two pounds should do it. All right, Danny, I'm going to shoot. You need to go inside. Two hundred and fifty-eight yards.
first shot. <laughs> so here is the explosion location. There's literally just pieces, little bitty pieces here and there. Looks like that's the cap to one of the cans. And pieces of Nike bag here and there. Little piece up in there. Piece here. Piece here. There. Big piece there. I guess I need to burn it. Throw it in a pile and burn it now. That's about it, piecewise. Just a little bit of scraps. It looks like a, a napalm bomb went off right there, doesn't it? Crazy. How you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Dick, it's time to look at the news. You got your start as a newscaster, didn't you? Yes, indeed, I did, back in... Uh... Back in the Middle Ages. <laughs> Utica, New York. Utica. Utica. Now, you're, you're kidding, but it was really sort of like the Middle Ages, because today the news is very sophisticated, mm. computerized, very smooth stuff. Well, not always. On some days, it's like a trip back to the Middle Ages. Watch this. Hello, and welcome to Meet the Pressers. I'm Matt Mallory, and this is my co-host, Clint Macro. Clint Macro. Yeah, oh, thank geez. you, Matt. Thanks for the bump. Uh, our show is a... Is, what is our show? I don't even know what the f*** it is. Go ahead. It's late at night. <laughs> our show is about firearms, self-defense. We do an occasional gear review. I'm not going to keep that. Let's run that again. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to be a funny outtake, right? Yeah, well, our that's... Our show is about f***ing up at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Now, back to Meet the Pressers. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and click that little bell to make sure you know when our next episode's uploaded. Until next time, adieu. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.